0: i not calmed down. Yeah. Hi. So long. Are you not hugging me? No, are you. Okay. I'm Thank you. Oh, OK. I like this. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way, because we're here to celebrate. OK, yes. Uh, when I text the group, what I didn't understand was your response to my invite. That I don't do not see 2nd string invites? You, no, you weren't second and... string. You weren't even first but string. I you were the backup. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, our Housewives Friday for the week. We're talking about Potomac this week. We're back, babies. I thought this was a great episode, probably the best episode of the season. So I'm thrilled to be talking about it and also not to be like wanting to die when I do. So with that, we're going to talk about this. It's going to be just a mini episode for Friday, but fear not. I'll be back tomorrow. We're talking about Miami. What an incredible, chaotic, wild episode that was. So I can't wait to talk about it. But yeah, those are going to be our housewives for the week. So enjoy this mini episode. We're going to get into Potomac. So y'all, when I talked about the brief recap of what's going on with our girls last week, I mentioned GNA, the um, alleged Savage X Fenty competitor on the market Created by none other than Giselle and Ashley. So they're starting off this episode meeting up at a fabric store to like source different prints or whatever. Ashley, I don't know where the hell she was going other than like the Playboy Mansion, some sort of Easter event going on there. But she's there. Okay, their main goal seems to be with GNA fixing Coochie Sweat. So if that's all you guys really want to do and we're not dipping into actual fashion sense, then fine. I'm totally fine with that. Anything other than that, I'm, I just have questions. You know, I think we all do. Me and Robin come over to help and they're talking about, you know, collective coochie sweat, camel toe, the sorts of things that happen with athleisure, right? Robin says she only gets camel toe when the seam goes right down the middle, but, uh Mia's like, well, no, I get it all the time. So in a confessional, Giselle says, Mia, your coochie isn't your coochie. It's the coochie your doctor built. And this is the kind of stuff that I need from the show. OK, let's talk about each other's coochies. Let's not talk about how you can't hang out with Candace because people threatened you. And so to be nice to her would be more of a threat to your physical safety. I've honestly been trying to work this out. I've been trying to work out the logic of why Giselle refuses to work or film or speak to Candace. And her excuse that she told Karen, and the excuse that I feel like she told us at one point in a confessional, was that, shamefully, there were people that, like, after the reunion, had some, like, really nasty things to say about Giselle, like, way over the line, threatening her physical safety, Etc. Not cool. Not acceptable. Right. But she says her reason for not hanging out with Candace now or last season, this season, is because it's a threat to her safety, like the safety of her and her kids. And I'm like, honestly, I've been genuinely trying to, like, take my opinion of Giselle out of this and see where she's coming from. But for me, like my logical mind, it's not adding up because... It just feels like more Karen behavior to be like, other people threatened me, which, again, not cool. So I'm not going to hang out with Candace or even speak to her because I'm scared for my family's physical safety. But to me, wouldn't it be? Obviously, people shouldn't be threatening her. Like, I'm, like that's clear, right? <laughs> like, we're, we're all on the same page about that, right? But I guess I just would think, wouldn't you want to try to work something out with Candace rather than put out this narrative that she being in a space with her is a threat to you and your family physically? Wouldn't it make more sense to try to work this out? You know what I mean? It's not clicking for me. Things are, the two and the two are equaling five here, and I know that they're not supposed to. So whatever, you guys. Then they start talking about how Mia and Robin got, you know, the second string invites to Surrey County with Ambassador Karen Huger. And Mia says, listen, had she just worded it differently, like not made it so obvious that we were second string invites, maybe I would have been okay with that. But this whole her and she and Robin keep uh, harping on this. We had like a 12 hour turnaround to decide if we were going to go. And that was like disrespectful. We've got families, plans, whatever. Okay. Fair enough. More on this later. (laughs) I can't wait to get into it. So Ashley is like, well, yeah, I went to the event and Karen's actually really mad at you, Mia. So she was saying a lot of things. Wendy's also going to be hosting a Happy Eddie event in which she invited everybody, including NECA. So speaking of, NECA is working on a sparkling wine collection. Like, you know, I guess the one that she takes in tandem with the prenatal vitamins in the morning. Maybe she should do a double whammy. That's what she should be doing. Everybody wants to come out with a sparkling wine, a method champagne, a, you know, a way to get around saying actual champagne cuz they're, you know, wherever they're sourcing it from is not champagne. Can't afford it. Let's let's just be real about what what's going on here. Okay? Um she should do like a double whammy. You get a pack of prenatals and, and like, make it scientific. Like, what what um, process would be best for, you know, a baby? What would be the best uh, uh, sparkling wine to, like, properly break down the vitamin for, uh, you know, maximum absorption in the body for the baby? You know, I, I just wonder. Like, maybe she should have thought about that. It's going to be called Beto. She... I mean, God bless her, but like she keeps leaning into this like very French pronunciation, Bido, Bido. Like it's B-I-D-O, girl. It's Bido. It's fine. Also, like, not for nothing. Like, she's having this meeting with this man for her her business partner in Bido, sparkling wine. Um, he seemed to be in a car. And I know we're in, like, an age of of Zoom and whatever, and we're just, like, getting things done when we can. But he also just seemed to be... Like, like he was in a car, and then there were, like, people milling about in the background. Like, I don't know. I'm just like, where are we sourcing this sparkling wine from? I, I just have a lot of questions. But you know what? That's her problem. And honestly, maybe we should be focusing on getting a sink for your kitchen. Or a stove. Or... A couch. Honestly, like if we could just get some folding chairs, like a, just get a card, take go down to the Costco, get a card table and some folding chairs, just so you have like a table and chairs in a room where you can like congregate with your girlfriends, right? Because Lebe's coming over to Neca's house, and this is like the infamous Lebe, the friend of Wendy's sister, the cousin in law of Neca, the one who told NECA that Wendy didn't like her or what, you know, she's the one who caused all this kerfuffle, yada, yada, yada. This, like, it was such a build up. It felt like for nothing. Honestly, like, it, if you think it's going to move the storyline along, it doesn't really. It doesn't really. NECA needs a contractor. NECA needs a, a deal with Lowe's, a sponsorship with Lowe's, and a moving company, people that actually come in and unpack and rooms to go, you guys want to give NECA a call to, Z Gallery, anybody, get her a sink. What are we doing? What we have to watch her is, like, her friends are coming over, and she's like, Hey, girls, I obviously don't have anything but boxes here after I've been living here for, I don't know, since they started filming. Who is she even actually living there? That would be a great, great question. Are you guys actually living there, or is there an Airbnb? down the street where you're like actually spreading out and unpacking things. Cause are they living there? I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, it it was really giving, but then she has these girls be like, Hey, um, get a kitchen chair, girl. We got to move into this other room that has nothing but boxes in it to talk about how I'm going to make the girls come over to the house and have a pajama unpacking party for me. Fun, <laughs> so fun, girl, so fun. Lebe tells her, "Just be careful," because she tells her, like Wendy invited her to that Happy Eddie event. Lebe tells her, "Just be careful," because you're walking in on her turf. So be safe. Like, what is she supposed to do? Like, bring a bring a switchblade? Is she gonna shanked at this Happy Eddie event? Like, what's gonna on her turf? Turf Wars? Girl, anyway. I don't, we don't need this. We didn't need Lebe. And I'm sure you're a lovely woman, but, like, now I'm just, it's the ghost for me. And the ghost has actually appeared. Like, usually we have these ghosts, these haunted ghosts of shows where, like, last year in New Jersey, there was some friend who was, like, causing all this shit between Marge and whoever the fuck, and we never saw this friend, we never heard this friend's side, and we're all just, like, hearing a second-hand information from this friend that's now a major storyline, but we don't know this chick, right? Lebe has been the ghost of Potomac, but now she's here on screen and still not giving. I guess she's a friendly ghost, but, like, I just think we didn't even need to acknowledge her. Or maybe we do. Maybe this is, like, when they say... When you encounter a ghost and you don't want them anymore, you say, I acknowledge you, and I don't need your presence, and I would kindly ask you to leave. Thank you. Thank you, Lebe. So after that, we go to the Happy Eddie event, and Candace is just going to stop by, drop Chris off. She's got to work on some project she's doing. It's so funny to me that Chris is, like, so willing to go to this event basically by himself because he knows he's going to get weed out of it. And, you know, Candace comes and brings him some very specific instructions. Get me something calming and in a pre roll, because I need to replace my emergency blunt. <laughs> so then Candace is like, "Oh, what, Chris, how are you going to feel seeing forehead? What's her name? Ashley and ankles? How are you going to feel about that?" And, he's, <laughs> and he says, "I have not seen either of them since the reunion. Like, listen, if I'll be nice, say say hello. I'll say hi. I'm just trying to get high." Speaking of high, unfortunately for Chris, once we get to the dispensary, we find out that they're just going to be practicing rolling oregano because they're filming in Maryland. It's not quite legal. Weed isn't quite legal in the state yet, so they are not about to do this on camera. Right? <laughs> Karen shows up, and we're still on a handshake basis with Mia. I think they did dip into hugs a couple episodes ago, but I think Karen has rescinded, okay? Okay. She tells her that she's upset with Mia because she didn't understand why Mia responded to her invite so crusty in the way she did. And Mia's like, well, I responded that way because you made it very clear that I was a second string invite. And Karen goes, well, you weren't second string. You weren't first string. You were actually back up. So then Karen goes on about how, I thought we had a nice moment at Candace's event. And Mia's like, "Uh, okay, old dog. All right, old dog. Go find some new tricks, okay? Okay. And then Karen goes, you are the trick. And Karen says in a confessional, what lady calls a woman a dog? Let's talk about the caliber of woman that you are. I brought you into this group. You owe me one thing, and that's respect. And if you don't have that, you are a trick. I don't start this shit. I finish it. Then Giselle walks in. Mia's still hot. She's like, oh, here's your friend. Your friend, um, Karen, I told her she was an old dog who needed new tricks. So Giselle walks immediately over to Karen and goes, hey, um, I heard that you were an old dog that needs to learn some new tricks. And Karen goes, no, Mia's a trick. That's all. (laughs) So then Giselle walks right past Wendy, doesn't say anything. Wendy says in a confessional, or she says kind of out loud, like, this is my event. You're not going to say anything to me? You're not going to say hi? They do show a flashback of, like, a few times a season where Wendy walks right past Giselle and doesn't say hi to her. But I will counter that, excuse me, two of those times were in Austin. And then the other time was at Ashley's Seaside in the country, city, suburbs Whatever, her housewarming party, right? So none of those were technically Giselle's events. (laughs) Am I being biased in in Wendy's uh, defense? Yeah, I am. I'll admit it, okay? Technically, what she complained about was not something that she had... Technically, that was not hypocritical behavior, if we're getting real technical, okay? So then everybody sits down for the oregano rolling lesson... This isn't even real. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Giselle looks over at Chris and she says in a confessional, oh, I haven't seen Chris since that reunion. And it seems like he's been stress eating. Like he's gained some weight and she laughs a little too hard. Like fat shaming in 2023. Come on. Honestly, that's like 30% of the reason why I stopped listening to their podcast is that they would. they There would be times where they would get a little too comfortable with each other. And, like, you know, forget that their mics were on. And I believe that they still do this. will say some things that are, like, to me, just, like, ick. Like, they were, there were some colors things that they said. There were some things that they had said about James Harden. Um, Robin tends to get pretty colorist with people. And they both get very fat phobic. I can't cite exa- specific examples. But there are definitely a few times where I felt like, mm, I don't know. And I also just feel like. <clears throat> it's just like lazy to be fat phobic in like a jokey way, like ah ha ha, they're fat. Like it's not even giving. Like it's just like it's not even a smart joke. You're like, oh, you're fat, okay, or like, oh, you, I see you've been stress eating, okay, what now, bitch? I and you're so of your ankles, you know. Like we can go both, both ways, you know. That one's actually funny, so. Anyway, Eddie then does this welcome speech and talking about the cannabis industry and Maryland and how it's involved. And Mia says in a confessional, I have not known Eddie to have a real job since I've met him. I've never known an always available attorney that actually makes money. It's okay if you want to be the weed man. Um, <laughs> I mean, frankly, I'm like trying to think Mia is not the one to say this. A lot of y'all aren't, on this cast aren't the one to be talking about a man's um, shaky employment history, frankly. So maybe we should just let this topic go, baby. Because right now, uh, Gordon should frankly be thanking Juan that he's like slightly more unemployed than Gordon is at this point. And actually he isn't because Juan's still got uh, contract checks coming in for the next 19 months or whatever, so... You know, Gordon's trying to pay lawyers so that he can get fifty grand pre taxes. Like, what's that gonna do, Gordon? Like, I'm not saying I'm like if I was owed fifty grand, trust and believe I would be trying to get that back. Okay, I want the coin. I'm in no position to be saying fifty thousand dollars is not worth getting. I just don't know why. Gordon is acting like this payout is going to retire him. And it's not. Gordon, your job should be getting a job. Because this little 50K is going to be nice for like nine months. And then you're going to be right back at square one. (laughs) So, uh, you know what I mean? Like, Gordon. And also, like, the main point is, like, Mia, you don't have a job either. So maybe we just don't need to be talking about people's employee status because this is at least a a workable venture. More than you and Gordon could say. Gordon ends up leaving early actually because he's got conference calls. So he tells Eddie. So Robin uses this opportunity to be like, uh Mia, what's going on with your marriage? How's your marriage going? Mia's like, oh you know it's fine. She's lying. She this woman fully has a boyfriend at this point. Like let's (laughs) let's be real. There's an elephant in the room and that's me as new boyfriend, whoever he might be at this point. So she's like, oh, you know, like, it's fine. We're fine. Marriage is, you know, kind of hard enough. So I just kind of wanted to clock out, but I can't leave him now because he has nobody. You know, what type of person would I be at this point? His whole family's turned their back on him. They don't give a fuck. So (laughs) does that sound like somebody who should be in a relationship? No, no. Giselle says in a confessional, anytime a woman marries a man and there's like a 15 plus year difference between them, not sure what the difference is between me and Gordon, because she's always lying, but you know, you have to deal with a lot. So then after that, NECA takes Wendy aside and she's like, oh, you know, thanks for inviting me and, you know, ask if they can have a one-on-one conversation. Wendy's like, well, thank you for coming. You know, I just want to make sure that everything is rooted in sincerity and, you know, I'm just, like, wondering why you're asking me now to have a one-on-one conversation. Like, we need to take baby steps. And NECA's like, yeah, this is step one. Like, you want me to apologize? But, like, the first step would be us having a private conversation and me asking you. So Wendy says in the confessional, why now? Like, I don't need this. But NECA's like, what is all this about? You know, you invited me here. I came here to roll oregano. Now, I'm inviting you to hang out and I'm getting pushback, which I'm like 60 40 on NECA's side on this one. Like, to act like you have no idea why she's asking you to hang out is a little weird because you did invite her somewhere, you know? <laughs> Granted, it was in a group chat where you were listed as Ashley's friend and not NECA in the contact sheet, but you know, you know. Anyway, doesn't seem like Ike was invited either. I just don't think that she should have acted so surprised that NECA then was like, well, let's, like, using this as an opening to possibly not even reconnect because they don't know each other, right? Like, connect, right? So after that, Mia and Gordon go on a date, which they're doing, like, they're going to therapy. The therapist is telling them to go on dates. They're trying to do it a couple nights a week, except they can't do it at night because they don't have a nanny, so they just have to go on these day dates, which Mia doesn't like. (laughs) So we're already starting off on a bad foot, right? So they start talking about how, like, you know, they've been going through a rough patch because of the family business. And Gordon says, well, you know, you cut me deep and hard pretty often. And Mia's like, well, it's a lot, babe. You know, I just feel like there needs to be a lot of more self-accountability, and I don't really think that's happening with you. And, like, Listen, I don't think that you were taking accountability for your actions. I don't think you were taking accountability for the things that caused us to get to this point. And then Mia says in a confessional, it's not like we woke up one day and our family is like, all of a sudden, we don't want you to have these jobs. Gordon's not taking responsibility for the actions that he took to get us to the point where not only he lost his job, but I lost my job. We had to move. The nanny, like this nanny really seems to be a very... (laughs) big point of contention for her every time she says the n-word see i need to stop saying that. black history month girl every time she says nanny she gets real hot under the collar and you could tell that that's like the worst part for her it's like i i don't have child care was it wasn't it jacqueline wasn't jacqueline the nanny or was jacqueline was using the nanny for her kids. But wasn't the nanny Jacqueline's sister? Remember that from last season that Mia was upset with Jacqueline because she said that Jacqueline was taking advantage of her nanny and, you know, using the services for her children and, like, basically like not paying for it, I guess. But then we find out that the nanny was actually Jacqueline's sister. <laughs> well, anyway... These two, three, everybody in this universe, in this Mia universe is just wild. So then Gordon says like, oh, you know, we're just going to have to agree to disagree because I have asked them what I've done wrong. And all they tell me is that you just weren't listening, which feels like a big thing to say. And then Mia kind of piles onto that and is like, well, We did get to the point where I was ready to divorce you, and Gordon's like, yeah, I didn't know any about anything about that at the time until I happened to come up on some receipts from the lawyer that you had been talking to. (laughs) How do you have a relationship with somebody like this? Like I would be crawling out of my skin having to spend time with a person if these were the types of conversations that we were having, because this was the relationship we were having. I'd die. I would die. Ugh. So Mia's like, well, yeah, we were in a hostile environment, Gordon. And Gordon's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You need to clarify what a hostile environment is because, like, I never got physical with you or anything like that. And Mia's like, no, 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 of course not. It was just emotionally draining. It was emotionally draining to be in the same habitat as you. (laughs) So then Gordon tries to be this nice boy, and he's like, well— men and women do look at things differently. And then Mia just exposes everything about how he was basically just being this weirdo misogynist, telling her, oh, this is my house, this is my money, to the point where she's like, well, take your money, dude. Like, take a shit and go. But Gordon's like, oh, but you're still here. And she's like, yeah, I'm only here because you made changes of not taking me for granted just because I've been around for 10 years. And then she starts talking about how she had had a conversation with Ashley recently, and Ashley told her that Michael, old bobbleheaded ass, had some back surgery, and that she was helping him in his aftercare, right? And she was thinking, like, oh, if an, if I were in Ashley's shoes, pff, I would have told Gordon, call your other hoes if you had been cheating on me, right? So then she's like, well, how do you feel? Like, do you think that... Ashley's actually going to leave, Michael? And he's like, no, I never thought that. Why would you give up the sugar, Daddy? It's a good gig if you can get it. And then they start laughing like, this is not a very similar situation. But Then Gordon asks, well, how do you think like we would have handled our situation if we were in Ashley and Michael's shoes? And Mia's like, oh, well, you would have given me some type of settlement. And Gordon's like, no, I wouldn't have. We wouldn't have ever gotten that far. We would have come to an arrangement and we probably would have still been together. You know, he says, I get what I want because I have a beautiful woman around and you get what you want by still having me around. We're still co-parenting the kids. We probably work out some kind of arrangement that's mutually beneficial. And then Gordon says, you know, i brought this up before. Do you remember that? Do you remember, like, you got pretty mad when I did bring that up last time. She's like, yeah, I kind of do remember that. So. Obviously, the producers ask her about that in the confessional, right? Like, what did he say? And she's like, I don't, I don't really know how to comment on that. I don't really know. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. it is interesting to me that when we get a little peek behind the curtain of their relationship, it does seem more like Mia is trying to keep up a more traditional situation. Like Gordon's the one out here being a big old freak and Mia's getting very upset with him. And he's like, trying to make new rules. And she's like, I don't want to do that. And I do find that interesting because it doesn't seem like, you know, it it does seem from the outside looking in, like the roles would be reversed. You know what I mean? Like she would be trying to open it up and he would be the one trying to rein the whole situation in, but that doesn't seem to be the case. After that we get to NECA's unpacking party, which is a total flop. We're gonna get through that part really quickly because it seems like the women showed up and they didn't think that she was actually gonna make them unpack anything. And also they're looking at this five foot stack of crate and barrel boxes and she's telling them oh these are my um uh you know wedding gifts for my wedding they're like girl you got married two years ago you've truly not unpacked a single thing also like why don't they have furniture from all their 5011 houses that they have all over the country and world y'all couldn't ship in something from atlanta or with the three houses that y'all have in Wisconsin, y'all couldn't get a futon, a love seat, nothing. It just says giving that they went to Raymore and again like right before the cameras were about to show up. And they're like, just give us whatever little 16 piece set, little kitchen set that looks like a little kitchen table. It doesn't matter. It could be for like a glam room. But as long as it looks like it could go in a kitchen, do that. And a bedroom set and like a little couch and love seat. We'll just shift it around the house as it seems fit for filming so because how do y'all have a whole couch set and a love seat in the kitchen but nowhere else in the house that don't make sense but anyway um so where was I going with this I'm just like I just I'm not understanding what's going on here but anyway so the what happens after that I'm like (laughs) I truly lost oh I don't care That's why I wrote no notes about, like, this actual unpacking thing, because me and Karen, thank God, end up getting into it again. First, Giselle tries to pull an Andy Cohen at a reunion and be like, Karen, you look refreshed. What happened? What have you gotten into? You look real refreshed. And Karen goes, Giselle, where are we going with this? What are you asking me? What are you implying? (laughs) She's like, no, it's just like, you look really great. And I'm just wondering where, where you went and what procedures you had done. She's like, okay, well, thank you. Thank you, Giselle. <laughs> so then Mia says, oh, you know, Karen's just as much of a trick as I am. But Karen says in a confessional, Mia wants my light. I'm a grown ass woman. I don't have to shine on you, bitch. So Karen's like, okay, you guys have been trying to bring up these rumors. The rumors and nastiness about me and husband for eight years now about me stepping out or whatever the fuck, Mr. Blue Eyes, a man at the bar in Las Vegas, homie in the bathroom at the club, like y'all have been coming up with all these rumors about me, but there have been no receipts whatsoever. And I'm just finding all of this very hysterical. But if we're going to talk about rumors, Mia, let's, uh, let's show you how it feels, okay? Because I've been nothing but a friend to you, and I never came after your marriage when I heard that you met up with a rapper. And I also could have said that you were fucking a married man, but I never did because it's a rumor. It's dangerous, and I saw nothing. Samia <laughs> so says, okay, well, if you only hear one thing one time, it's a rumor. But if you hear it from multiple sources like I did, it kind of makes you wonder. And Karen says, well, I heard from multiple sources, too. And Giselle had to be like, well, I never heard that. I didn't hear that, which... Kind of seems like you did because Karen says in a confessional, would I name anybody? No, because I don't do that. But she is openly dating. I'm just saying. So then Mia says in a confessional, first of all, it's not a rapper. <laughs> so then Giselle says to all the ladies, like I said, she hadn't heard this rumor, but then she goes, well, Mia, is it YG or little Uzi Vert? So, okay, did you hear it or no? Because you just got real specific, ma'am. They blurred, uh, they bleeped the names out, obviously, but thank God for closed captioning. That'll get you. That'll expose. Anytime you want to know what, what name was just exposed, what celebrity was just exposed, hit back 30 seconds, put the closed captioning on, and you will see. You will see. So Mia says, oh, well, I was hanging out with them, but we're not screwing. And so Ashley's like, wait, is it just the two of you guys hanging out? And then Mia says, I can't speak on that. But then she says, Gordon's there. Like, Gordon, like, it, what it sounded like to me is like, she's banging YG or, you know, rocking. I just want to rock with a little Uzi vert. And then, but like, Gordon's watching. That's what I got from it. But I could be wrong. That was just my interpretation. Okay, that was my interpretation. So Mia then says, Gordon's the only married man that I actually have sex with. Okay. Karen says, well, listen, I didn't bring this up to the group, even though she just did. But her point was that they have to stop with the rumors. Like, if y'all don't have receipts, we don't just say things out loud, right? So then... Um... (laughs) <laughs> I'm having a total mental breakdown. Karen says in a confessional that Mia really strikes her as somebody who's looking for security. Or Candace says it. sorry. That Mia really strikes her as somebody who's looking for security. So she's going to go for somebody who can support her and her children and her lifestyle. But that's not a rapper, girl. Did they teach you nothing at that Ho Anonymous or wherever it is that you went to school? <laughs> Honestly, the episode could have ended right there for me because NECA pulls out a game of Never Have I Ever. But... The first question is, never have I ever paid for some dick. And it gets, like, real quiet Then Ashley... (laughs) Ashley looks over at Sharice because Sharice got invited. Okay. Um, Ashley looks over at Sharice and goes, Sharice, have you ever just, you know... (laughs) And Sharice looks at her like... (laughs) And Ashley, hell no. So then Ashley says it a confessional. Well, listen, like if anybody in the group could have done it, I just think it would have been Charisse. Like only because you know, like older divorced women, like a no strings attached. You know, you know, like you know, get yours how you get it. I don't care. <laughs> and the gag is like she's right. Because I screamed even louder than I would have because I was thinking, probably Sharice. And then Ashley and then I saw Ashley look over at her and I said, No, no, no. And then she said it and I literally like threw my remote. <laughs> it's giving. You have to admit. So then after that, NECA reads the next one, which is um Never have I ever screenshot a picture of someone else's family and saved it to my camera roll. So obviously everybody's confused. And so Robin speaks up and is like, Karen, years ago we had a lunch and you were talking about a picture and you showed me your phone. And one of the most recent photos in your camera roll was a picture of me and my parents and the boys. So Karen's like, well, Robin, I don't think you would lie about that, but I don't remember that. But I will screenshot. So Giselle asks Karen, do you have a Robin Dixon folder on your phone? And Karen goes, I do. I do. (laughs) And then she's like, listen, if Robin had a picture of my parents in her phone, I would just be like, oh, that's so nice. She's thinking about them. (laughs) It's like strange. It's definitely strange. But can we like indict Robin or Karen for this? I don't know. Probably not. With that, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Like I said, I'll be back on Saturday tomorrow with a recap of the latest episode of Potomac. So thank you guys. Love you. Bye.